Welcome to the Skeptic Choir. Recording, or at least episode of the Skeptic Wire. It is the introductory course, Skeptic Wire, Skeptic Wire 101. Yes. Uh, it is the 13th of March, as of this recording, of the uh, 2013th day. Uh, wait. Post, <laughs> post a common era beginning. No, no, the, the post newspaper started a lot earlier. Yeah, but post common era. Yeah, I didn't know. It's a common era. It's a common era. After common era? C-E. Yeah, common era. After the common era, which would mean sometime after this time. Post-common era beginning. Yes. That works. Okay. Good God, this is just dragging on. I'm your host, Gary Lon, and with me this week are Greg Perrine. Paul! Polo. <laughs> Marco. Well, he's from Argentina. Uh, like the soccer school. Yeah, no, no I got it. Okay. It's, it's funnier when I explain it. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Greg is a stand-up comedian. And Timing. also <laughs> with me is Dennis Wofford. I just can't follow that up. Nah, just... why would you want to, though? Really? <laughs> I get that all the time from women. What, once is enough? <laughs> uh, you said it, not me. That says a yeah, lot more about Greg, you. I'd go out with you again, but I think, you know, after going out with one, I don't think we can top that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. No, you're not. Keep going. <laughs> should should tone it down a little bit next time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not touching this with a 10 meter cattle prod. That's I also get. <laughs> so, how's everybody's week? Uh, obviously, Greg's has been miserable, horrible. But we'll be getting to the to the gun debate later in this. <laughs> oh, oh no 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 no! That's not funny. Sex ed? <laughs> no. Actually, I news don't... news about uh, corrections. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Actually, I had a really good weekend. I got to work with Tim Williams from the sketch comedy show, The Whitest Kids You Know. Oh, wow. That was a lot of fun. Um, hearing the words, I get to go pick out my gun in the middle of Texas was kind of, you know. <laughs> Watching him drive my car like a crazy man was not so fun. But, hey, it's all good. Presumably that was for art, though. Yes, it was. It okay. was for a movie called Now Hiring. Which will be coming to local theaters to... Actually, we... We might get distribution. We, no, we've got distribution. It's already set up. Oh. Well, all we have to do now is actually finish it. <laughs> Congratulations, Donna. Thank you. Sweet. So, maybe near you. At an, at, an, at an art house near you. Well, it does have Camden Toy and Catherine Mary Stewart from Last Starfighter. So, all of you guys who grew up in the 80s, all remember Catherine Mary Stewart. Because every time I say the name, I get this... 
slight smile from everybody going, oh, yeah, I, 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 I remember, I remember her. Oh, I thought you were saying that about Camden Toy. Okay. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I find him incredibly sexy. So that's part of the reason why I'm working on this project. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen his work is when he's in full prosthetic makeup, so it's hard for me to tell. still hot looking. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Awkward well, moving silence. on, a uh, couple of things. Uh, unfortunately, it's 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 multiple sclerosis awareness week. But by the time you guys hear, well, actually, it'll be up tomorrow, so it'll be up on Thursday. So you have you have two to, more days to be aware of multiple sclerosis. Yes, if if you, uh, if you get have, this on Thursday morning, <laughs> if you've been living in a cave and don't know what multiple sclerosis is, we're Letting you know how to be aware of it. Go watch yeah. The West Wing. Uh, sure. Or, yeah. uh, Martin Sheen's character, has the president, m- has MS. I did not know that. Yes. I've never and seen They West fairly Wing. realistically treat it. Okay. It includes things like the stigma of people who have MS who sometimes don't tell anybody about mm-hmm. it and includes some of the phys- physical effects he went through, the various symptoms where it's, it's a pretty debilitating disease that could affect all sorts of systems in your body. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fairly random as far as what what happens. That's why uh, um, the, the, you know, the little ribbons that each disease has, uh, for a while the MS ribbon was basically this kind of sparkly silver Mm -hmm. to kind of be an example of the randomness of the symptoms and what it could could, uh, affect in your body. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So uh, be aware of that. Uh, donate because they they there is some good research going on about it. There's a lot of good research going into yes. MS, which includes things that would affect other diseases that are of autoimmune nature. So, yeah. not only are you helping with people with MS, but I think I don't know, is it Parkinson's is also kind of it's neurological, yeah. so yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, Alzheimer's is vaguely related because it's neurological, mm-hmm. so all sorts of these things could help each other. Yeah. So, donate. And then, um, it's also today that we're recording it, not tomorrow or the next day or whenever you're listening to this, dear listener. However, the 13th of March is also Registered Dietitian Happiness Day or something. No, it's Registered (laughs) Dietitian Day. So, hug a dietitian. Are dietitians the one who have an actual degree? Yes. Okay. As opposed to nutritionists, which is just any schmuck off the street. Right. As, again, I believe I've said this before, Dara O'Brien says, uh, the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist is a dietitian is like going to a dentist and a nutritionist is like going to a toothologist. <laughs> oh, well, in addition, tomorrow when this is up on Thursday, March 14th, it will be... Teacher Mike's birthday, so everybody wish our special on pie day. day. On pie day, yes. May I have some pie? Also, it is also actually um, Albert Einstein's birthday also. Oh. Well, there you go. But Such the important thing for this podcast is whose birthday it is today. Ah, what? What, pray tell, would today's birthday be, Greg? Well, do you guys have a guess? There is there's a couple famous people who have... Is it uh, Albert Einstein's younger twin brother? <laughs> no. He <laughs> was born five minutes before midnight on the 13th? I could have talked about L. Ron Hubbard, but I <laughs> chose not to. So obviously this is not a good, the bad, and the ugly sort of... Oh, yeah. no, wait, I know! 
It's Pope Francis the First's birthday. Day. It's true. <laughs> the name starts today, and technically, it's just Pope Francis. He's been reborn have, in Christ. Until they have another one, it's yeah. just Pope Francis. Kind of like World War One was not World War One until they had World War Two. Good point. That's true. But I think he actually he chose Pope Francis the the one the ones. Well, he chose the ones. The ones. <laughs> he chose his own name. It's it's Latin. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, we can get more into this later, but I'm yeah. gonna call him Pope Franny. Franny, Franny May. Exactly. Don't loan him any money. But we have an we have a skeptical birthday today that is ah. not religion related. Okay. Born March thirteenth, eighteen fifty five. Mark Twain. No. He started out life, um, you know, fairly um, prosperous family. As a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he started out life as a child, then grew older. Narrows it down, right, Gary? It does. Uh, he spent a lot of time traveling in the Far East in the 1880s as a foreign secretary. He wrote books on Japanese religion, psychology, and behavior, but that's not what he's famous for, Skeptic. The dude from Shogun. No. no. Not Richard Chamberlain. He's not no, that no, old no, yet. No, but his character. Okay, go ahead. Okay, continue. Um, later in life, he decided that he really wanted to get involved in astronomy, and that involves what he's famous for. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, okay, hold on. I know it. Uh, well, while she's kind of did, processing. Did he, did, he discover, did he discover a planet? No, but his work led to the discovery of a planet. The observatory in Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, which is discovered part Pluto. Of, of... Damn it, I was just reading uh, the, 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 the Lowell, Pluto files. Lowell. Yes! There you go! Yeah. Right, woohoo! Awesome, Donna. That was like three or four weeks in a row. You guys guessed pretty well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, that's because you're choosing less obscure people. <laughs> And it also didn't help, didn't hurt that, uh, you know, I went to graduate school in Arizona. Oh, that's true. So. Well, mostly what Percival is famous for, skeptically wise, is he published a lot of, several books about Mars, and specifically drawings of the quote-unquote canals and and oases that he said he saw through his microscope. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's why he also saw canals. And he also was the first person to drop acid. (laughs) (laughs) Through his telescope. Which they didn't have the the fine optics that we do now. So it's understandable that he might uh, have that pareidolia. It was early 1900s. He's most famous for his drawings of the canals on Mars, but he also apparently drew pictures of Venus, which we all know is... On a half shell? Very... Clouded, cloudy, and obscured. There's not a lot. Of, you can't see any surface details. But similar to Mars, he drew a lot of pictures of like lines and canals and, and roads and stuff. Um, some people basically said it may have just been he was drawing the veins in his eyes because yeah. he was staring so long through this telescope. Yeah, and I mean he could be seeing straight lines because, because again he he didn't have really good optical telescope. I mean the 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 glass and the stuff wasn't as good as it is today right so he he may have been seeing the inside of his eye or the details you know on in the glass 
or there were some there are some structures that are vaguely linear on Mars. Yeah. But it's more of an optical illusion like the big face on Mars. Right. Which he didn't see. Right. So <laughs> it, that it's it's since been disproven obviously first by the Mariner missions that actually went to Mars and took pretty detailed pictures and said nope, no canals. Yeah. No decaying civilizations, because that was kind of part of his idea, which led to things like H.G. Wells' War yeah. of the Worlds. Of course, the thing is, like, he's drawing all these canals and stuff, and for them to to be seen through a telescope, uh, they would have to be humongous. Yes. You know. Especially the, like you said, more primitive and smaller telescopes that they yeah. had before. Exactly. So right. eventually, uh, there was there were skeptics of his day who said, "I, I really don't think that's there because other telescopes could not pick up this detail," and later telescopes basically said, "I don't see anything that were that and had more." Currently, the Curiosity or or the uh, the other two that are there uh, haven't found any no anything particularly linear. No, not so much. No. But what oh. is good is, as Donna mentioned, he started. A, an uh, observatory in Arizona, which is one of the first ones that was deliberately put out in the middle of nowhere at a high elevation. Hmm. So it wouldn't have to deal with cloud cover, wouldn't have to deal with city lights and stuff like that. And led to some good observations and eventually led to the discovery of the quote-unquote planet at the time of Pluto. Yeah. As, essentially, at the time, everybody thought that, well, there was, there was a, a hypothesis at the time that because they couldn't quite explain the orbits of Uranus and Neptune, that there must be a, a planet X out there. Mm-hmm. Turns out we just miscalculated the mass of, I think it was Neptune. It was that, and also uh, the uh, Einstein's theory of, of general relativity uh, Probably. Also, also helped explain, because that, that could give you finer... Uh, Newton's great, but it doesn't quite work on, on those two. Plus, like you said, the, the mass is, is also a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it's essentially once we finally sent a probe out past Uranus and Neptune, the interaction with that probe gave us a lot better idea of what the mass of these planets were. Yeah. Now, it did eventually lead to Pluto being discovered, which is all fine and great, which is why Pluto is PL, Percival Lowell, uh, that was part of that that kind of thing. So there's some good science to come from the sky, but... I, I think he was a little too much on the credulous side, but still an interesting person. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, hold on, let's see. So, sorry, Pluto fan club. Yeah. He lived to be 61, <laughs> so he did kind of live a rich and full life. Yeah, it's, it's still 61 for that time, for that it's, era. It's pretty good. It isn't too bad. It isn't too bad. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Science and stuff. All right. Well, the way that he built his... His observatory is sort of the cornerstone of of how we are doing it today, where you're moving telescopes and, and stuff outside, right? It's, it's the cornerstone of, of the idea. And speaking of cornerstones, <laughs> we are excited, nay, breathless, I believe. <gasps> I no, that, that's, that's just my asthma. That the Cornerstone Church, which is a megachurch here in San Antonio... Is Infamous for being run by John Hagee. Hagee, who's not at all bigoted or, or controversial no. or... I have a question. Huh? You're being sarcastic, aren't you? Sure. Yes. Okay. Did you miss the sarcasm sign? I just wanted to make sure that it was all understood. Yeah. Oh, I should turn on the... Uh, sarcasm alert. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, 
so it's it's a mega church uh, here in San Antonio, and they are going to build. They are building. They or they are built. It's already in construction. Believe... They have built. Wait, what? They've built it? Yeah, it's opening. Where? Here construction in San Antonio. Began... It's part construction of their big campus. Construction began November two thousand eleven. Oh shit. I totally misread the article. <laughs> it's here. It's arrived. Oh my god, they're here. Okay, so let me let me rephrase. Cornerstone Church is Are opening. Are you talking about Saturn or Jupiter? <laughs> no, he's talking. Oh, I'm not going there. I what? No, I was good. He was talking about Cornerstone's Uranus. Ah. Well, they're certainly pulling it out of the way, but they they've built. A Noah's Ark exhibit. And it's not like the Kentucky Noah's Ark thing, which is a uh, basically but. a recreation of the boat, apparently, in full size, from cubits to cubits, whatever. This is more like Creation Museum's trip through, you know, Adam and Eve and all of that jazz with complete animatronics, uh, learning lessons where, I guess... There's so this is like the Creation Museum, no, but right. the, but the big thing isn't the dinosaurs. The big thing is actually a big thing, which is Noah's Ark. Ark. Right, and then they've got like murals and rooms that are dedicated to you know basically famous people in the church, so that they you know have a multi level teaching right. center. So for they draw in the kids with the fuck the autoerotic. Right. Well, some of these animatronics are, have been used in famous movies like 2012. What, with John Cusick. That's not much to write home about. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, some least, of the animatronics uh, that are at the Cornerstone Church yes. things? Yeah. There's, oh, so, uh, so these these poor animatronics that would have been put down because of found <laughs> <laughs> them. The, the Cornerstone Church is doing their part. They're like Methuselahs. Yes. Yes. The, there's a company, Animal Makers, that made all of their animatronics, and some of them are essentially recycled for movies that aren't needed anymore. Hmm. Okay. So, so they, they draw in the kids with these animatronics, and then which are named after apparently famous figures. Christians or something, and then they draw them into these Probably lessons. Probably Babel's Bible... Bible. Famous Bible characters. Uh, no. The, the, no, no, just fam- famous Christians. The, some yes. of the names they list yeah. is John uh, Bunyan, Diedrich... Wait, wait. So he, the guy who chopped down the trees and That's everything? That's Paul Bunyan. Oh, fuck. Okay. John and, Bunyan is his uh, younger little, twin brother. Lesser known brother? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be the episode of Younger Twin Brothers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and actually it should have been Einstein's older twin brother, not younger twin brother. I just realized that. Because... Yeah, I I was just going to get let it go and let listeners catch it and write you angry emails about it, but you've you've stopped them from that pleasure. Yep, Um, it was just a derailer. Yes. So some of the other names were uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer and Charles Wesley. I I honestly don't know who these people are. I've never heard. I may have heard of their names, but uh, nothing's coming to mind. I'm sorry, I've got to say this. Diedrich Bonhoeffer sounds like a porn name. (laughs) I've come to fix your capital. <laughs> but, it, yeah, they're, they're essentially, I would assume they're evangelical figures, you know, theologians or whatever, who talk a lot about the literacy of the the 
the literalness of the Bible and how it is inerrant. And, and that's the kind of thing that Hagee and his son are really trying to push here. That they, they, want him to, they want him to say that it happened. The ark was real. Salvation is real. What God desires for Noah, God desires for me. So for Noah, it was a boat. And for me, it was Jesus Christ. So I, this, the, the thing personally for me is one of the things that got me away from religion in the first place was the whole Noah's Ark story. That all these innocent kids, babies, animals, everything, were all murdered in this one horrific event. But this is supposed to be one of the nice touchy-feely events that Christians cling to as such a wonderful symbol of salvation and what how much yeah. God loves us. When God destroys the whole world and, you know, people drown, which is, A, a pretty nasty way to die. Let's just, yeah. drowning is not fun. So let's <laughs> celebrate salvation by celebrating the death of millions of people in a particularly horrible way. Yay. But... On the side note is, they are proud of the fact that they have spent $5 million. What that money could have done for this city with... But they have a tourist attraction now. Surely that'll bring in $100 just like the Creation Museum and the Noah's Ark thing uh, boondoggle that's happening in Kansas? I don't think it's in Tennessee. Kentucky, I think. One of those. the K. One of the... Yeah. One of the K or the K or the K states. (laughs) But no, I mean, they could have fed the homeless, gotten jobs for people, gotten training, education. Blankets. Buy some fucking blankets for $5 million. Food for the hungry. Hungry. You know, no. Their quote is, if casinos can build opulent buildings to incentize gamblers to want to come and enjoy their weekend, how then... Can you justify not building something that would incentivize, incentivize, whatever, people to come and hear about the word of God? I don't have any problem with somebody saying it's over the top. So right there, they they know that they're, ugh, that they fucked it up <laughs> and that they don't really care about the hits that the community is going to take as long as they can keep spreading their brand of bullshit. And yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they fully admit that this is the whole point of this is to bring in kids and young families and get them more interested in religion and sure, essentially propaganda. get them indoctrinated. That's They're very proud of that, and they're very upfront about but that's, that. But that's the whole point of evangelizing. So yeah. it's, it's hard to dock them for their evangelical uh, bent on this, simply they, because if... As we as we do with homeopathy and other, you know, granted we do have facts and and science on our side, uh, but they've got faith, right? Oh, and they God believe else. that the Bible is a fact that they have on yeah. their side. And, so from and, their world point of view, it makes perfect sense, right? It just it bothers me that you know all of these churches, you know oh, we're trying to do so much for the community and we're trying to help our fellow man and everything else. When, no, it's based down down to money. money. Yeah, exactly. Because think of what that $5 million should do. And think about how much money they've spent on that church. Because we all live here in San Antonio. We've all driven by this mega church. I've run through the campus on a Sunday. 
between and the the earth did not open up and swallow me. <laughs> I've had to work in that church. <laughs> I think I got you. <laughs> it currently holds five thousand people, and they're looking to double that. So they they are mostly going to invest in their campus in their ministry for them. They're really not as involved in the community as they could be. Now, they may have charity things that they do from time to time, but there's a lot of money going here to nothing to do with this actual world to help yeah, people here. Yeah, but the, the good majority of money that goes to churches go go to the institution. They have yes. nothing to do with the the tithing, the 10% that you're supposed to set aside for the poor. That's true. It's, it's not just... Hagee himself, who's a problem. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a universal problem. It's a systemic problem. But this is one that's right in our back corner. And I think the Skeptic Wire should actually um, organize a little field trip sometime soon. And I, I, you know, I, I'd love to. I just don't want to give them any money. I wonder if we... I'll, I don't know I'll if bet they'll be Groupons. <laughs> <laughs> So keep your eyes out for Groupons. We just don't know if they charge money for admission. Oh, they no. Oh, they're they, going to. They're what? going if, to. If they don't, we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's stupid, and the whole idea of just having, like, a zebra and a rhino and a horse and, well, it's Noah's Ark. Well, what about all the beetles and all the snakes? And, and the all dung. The, and the dung and the lions eating the sheep. What the hell? You know, all, all of it falls apart once you look past the surface, but... Yeah. That's all it is. And and I think this whole building is a very good metaphor for that because it's this big co- concrete edifice with wood paneling inside and pretend candles to print it, make it look like it's the night sky. And it's it's basically a fake arc. Yeah. And if you look past the surface, if you look behind the curtain, there's just a guy in a machine. Well, the, the, oh. the guy who recreated the arc by himself uh, was it Norway or the, the, that place that's always about to be flooded uh, with the flowers? The in Netherlands? The window, Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he built an ark, but he had to put it on on like a skiff uh, he, 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 because it, he, it wouldn't float. He could make it watertight. He couldn't uh, he make couldn't, it watertight. Yeah. yeah. In using modern materials, he tried to do it based on the Bible, but he ended up not and so it, it just literally it doesn't float the story doesn't float the damn boat doesn't float <laughs> okay just looked it up they're doing their grand opening this saturday from 12 to 4 Aww. which unfortunately we're doing something sciencey on saturday yeah i'll be working so but <laughs> it's a 28,400 square foot noah's ark inspired building Oh, so it's not even the Noah's Ark. It's just no, no, it's a concrete box nah. that on the inside, each kind room is like... themed with an animal. It's oh, got okay. wood paneling that they're okay. very proud of. This is dumb. <laughs> Hold on. The sky is painted with like blue with clouds to make it look like you're outside. Close, true to size animatronic animals, custom designed wall murals, synthetic trees and grass you would think for five million dollars they could afford so, the real stuff all well, people are all people are going to do is they're going to go and see basically a zoo without the zoo so a yep. fake zoo just placed in some fake ass period there will be a few actual animals yeah um still but it's like five 
<laughs> okay, like I want sheep. somebody oh, to great. explain you, this one. Get, get a fucking petting zoo. I want somebody to explain this one. <clears throat> Custom wood plank carpeting. <laughs> it's carpet to make it look like you're walking on wood inside the ship. But made to last. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it sounds inane. But it will also offer continuous tours, carnival rides, biblical puppet shows... Story readings <laughs> in the, dirty. I, I in the classrooms <laughs> by Sunday school teachers in Bible costume, moon balances, and face painting, and balloon clown artists. It's it's like those uh, and what hot are they dogs called? and roasted corn Ooh, and we should, we should we should go and 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 get some some face paint done up like Jesus after he'd been whipped. Before. <laughs> no, no, we got our horrible. faces painted like the That's devil. Horrible. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> walk around. My favorite... <laughs> My favorite Bible character, Satan. <laughs> okay. Speaking of favorite Bible characters... Speaking about getting our faces painted red... The red, Pope! Red, <laughs> red robes. <laughs> Satan? What? No. We have a new Pope. There's a new Pope. Newly elected, which always amuses me. Pope! Pope! <laughs> Originally... Pre-cola! Our... What? <laughs> Originally, our plan tonight was to discuss the March Madness Popeathon. You know who we thought was going to be the next pope. And I'm willing to bet every single one of us would have been wrong. I was wrong. Well, considering I had no idea, I thought <laughs> I was, was I was going for for Beaker myself, the, pope, the Muppet, <laughs> Pope Beaker the Meepst. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Because he comes out on a, a balcony and like yeah, the well, Muppet show. It's, it's, yeah, well, because while I I had a break at about the time that the the white uh, the doobie smoke came out of you know they were they were token up, and so they had like this balcony cam that you know is it was long range yeah, ABC and- ABC News Live is long range and so it was kind of like watching the space shuttle as it takes off because it was you know kind of rocky and kind of grainy and they <laughs> just kept showing it waiting for someone to come out and say something okay i don't want you to know thank you for posting that because i ended up caught on that website <laughs> i know it was fascinating it was fact because it, it was, was a train wreck watching it because the- they're all like look there's movement in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was sort of like uh, the the safe that was opened. Uh, Al Capone's, Al Capone's vault. vault or yeah. or any number of no one knows what's going on. So just spouting BS. It's typical cable news stalling for time. Stuff. Well, yeah. And, and so I, I got stuck watching that. And the first thing I thought was, for whatever reason, it just looked like like The Muppet Show. Like Waldorf and Stadler's yeah. balcony. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to put. Uh, it's time to put on makeup. It's, it's time, time to dress, dress up bright. Yeah. It's time it's to make the music. music. For the right. So the Pope show tonight. Well, yeah. For the first part, the fact that this is the second day of voting, and the white smoke came out. <laughs> when as soon as I saw white smoke, a new pope has been elected. I put on my Facebook page, and a bunch of other people did. Yeah, almost every single post out there, the response was, "Wow, that was quick." Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you thought that ha- having no idea that Benedict was going to resign meant that they were going to have to debate and 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 go over and back and forth. There would be a power struggle on who was going to be who. You know, it was it was so. You know, up in the air of who was going to be the next pope, that it was going to take a week, 
Because yeah. didn't like Benedict take a, a while, a several days? days? It took yeah. several days. I so, didn't take two, but it, I don't think it was quite a week. It was just really surprising at how quick it happened. And my original theory when it came back the second day was that they went with a really conservative choice in Pope in that they probably went with a European, maybe even one of the Italians. But I was wrong. Right. Well, I actually I, – I looked at Teacher Mike and said – I I'm I said white smoke and I said here's my bet. I was obviously wrong and I had said Cardinal um, Christoph Schoenberg Ruschelow. out of Austria because he's being considered just he's been very under the wire with a lot of the pubs up but very much there at the top. I was all like this quick, it's got to be somebody. Yeah, but they already had the German Pope, so doing an Austrian Pope would be a little bit weird, especially since. Previous pope was you need part of this. variety in your popes, a yeah. potpourri of popes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. You've been working on that one all day. No, actually, it? that just came to me. But anyway, you know. But I mean, I was a really surprised that they went Latin America, South America, Latin America. I that really surprised well. They, they, I mean, what that means is they all get to go down to carnival. <laughs> <laughs> in addition, it's the he's the first Jesuit. Huh? No. And once again, he's older than dirt. Yeah, it's it's interesting he's, that Rattensinger retired at sixty uh, at eighty six because he was too old and infirm to mm-hmm. continue with the job. This guy's seventy six. At least that's what CNN says. We'll go with CNN, although they're a liberal lying organization. <laughs> probably probably advancing his age more. I bet he's seventy one. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm but this pope is not far off from Ratzinger and from John Paul II's no. doctrine. Yeah, I think I think all the cardinals just want to try and you know the younger ones are trying to give themselves a shot, so they're getting older ones, so there'll be a big <laughs> turnover. <laughs> Maybe, but the, I mean, there's a, there's that constant theory that the the popes that they alternate between short time popes and long time popes just. It seems to work out that way. I don't know, but so I'm I'm guessing Pope Franny is going to be around for a while. But it's 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 interesting that the 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 basically the Christian Church, the Catholic Church specifically, is on the decline, except for places like you know uh, Africa and South America, and I guess they're trying to buck up those areas to make them more in, in engaged in Catholicism by having a Pope from the essentially what they might call the third world. But this is a Pope who comes from a country that is not as majority Catholic as even other South American countries. And he's, you know, fought, uh, he's fought a battle in his country about same sex marriage, which I, I think went through, but you know, he's, he was on the losing side of some of those battles, yeah. and yet he's supposed to be this torchbearer for this old institution that's trying to reinvigorate itself. Uh, who said it's trying to reinvigorate itself? <laughs> well, he's he's a big fan of the the, the evangelical nature of Catholicism. Yeah, but from what I understand, and I don't really follow the Catholic Church, or it's, but listening to a lot of the talking heads back and forth on this... There's the two factions. There's the people who want to bring the Catholic Church into the 21st century, and then there's but there's a larger contingent 
a more powerful contingent of the conservatives who basically who got uh, Ratzinger in. And, and, and they and don't those want to who change. were promoted to cardinal by Ratzinger. Exactly. <clears throat> so they're not they're not looking to change at all. And and you could tell that by the choice of Ratzinger and now this guy, who's not any really any different. Very conservative, yes. Yeah, and he's the fucking same age. <laughs> <laughs> so Well regardless there's not gonna be a whole lot of change in doctrine. No. There's not gonna be any change in abortion or uh contraception or gay marriage or gay adoption. No. Pretty much the Catholic Church is um the same as it was Irrelevant. Yesterday. Irrelevant. I mean, and what what sucks is I really hate the fact that the new Pope has any impact on my life at all. <laughs> <laughs> it really shouldn't have any but the it's, fact it's is it's not. Is, it's just kind of a funny story for today and then it's gonna no, go but, away. Again. I mean it, it does because the Catholic Church does have such a huge one following, and, and two, it does have a lot of influence. But so, so the new pope is going to be a harbinger of, of how the Catholic Church is, whether it's going to change or not. And so, right here, I mean, we can say right now, it's not going to change at all. No, not not no. at all. Which I I think it's kind of good news. Which means that the you know, he's the kind of person who speaks out against that creeping secularism that is gaining such a foothold in Europe, the United States, the Americas, and worldwide. And that's that can only be, as far as I'm concerned, for my worldview, a good thing. And that's why things like, you know, the American Atheist posted on their Facebook page, I think it was their public relations director, saying, this is why we're interested in who the new Pope is. Like Gary said, there it's a very powerful person, but... This is the kind of people that we have to deal with to try to make the world a better place to show how irrelevant this is. Yeah, exactly. And how antiquated, misogynistic, bigoted, motherfucker in a stupid fucking hat. Yeah. Well, I guess my issue is that the press is already going to town trying to show the world how different Pope Francis I is from Ratzinger. <laughs> Ooh, because there's different. there's a lot of... Pope Ratzinger had a lot of the opulence, a lot of the designer-made robes and all of the shows, and the press has been all over about how he chooses to cook his own meals. Pope, uh, the Pope Fanny. Pope, yes. Franny. Franny. You know, about he, when working in South America, he chose to live in a small apartment rather than the bishop's residence. You know, he okay, took so the bus to he, work. He's big on frugality. Yeah. Right. That's they, great. Maybe they'll actually start using that all the uh, the money they make to actually do yeah. good, rather rather than the, uh, the positive is that he's Rizzotti interested shoes. in social justice. Yeah. But it's from but, a Catholic point of view, right? Because that social <clears throat> yeah. justice isn't covering, oh, say, women's rights to choose what they do with their own body. Because he's known he went head to head with the um, president of Argentina. Mm-hmm. Over free contraception. Yeah. Now, so th- social justice. Well, and speaking about social, yeah. so one of my friends posted something here, and uh, yeah, it's been interesting on Facebook today. Yeah, I didn't know that this person was Catholic, but it makes sense that they are. It basically says, I'll just quote it. Finally, a quote breaking news alert that is about hope and the celebration of values in life a gathering of people of all shapes colors languages backgrounds who all share a common faith okay that's true yeah people down yeah there. there was a big 
convocation and, of people and a renewed going, hope uh, in the holy leader. We pray for Pope Francis one <laughs> that God will instill in him the purity of heart and strength of body to lead not one diocese, not one nation, but the entire world down this new pathway of Catholicism. Well, like, nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah, it was 115 old men voted him. Yeah. To be the leader of this huge organization, and that that really doesn't have any bearing on anything. No, and and one of one of the commentators before we found out that it, who was the new pope was saying, "Oh yes, well you know it's a very tough time because this this cardinal has just been thrust into the the spotlight and he has to dedicate his entire life now to to Jesus." Didn't and, he already do that? Well, that was my thought. But the fact is that the Pope doesn't dedicate his life to Jesus. He's dedicating his entire life to the Catholic Church, yeah. to running the Catholic Church. The cardinals and the people who are lowest down are supposed to be dedicated to Or the day-to-day -day priests. Yeah. Because there are yeah. some of those people who are actually priests in the day-to-day -day level who are the good, nice, honest people like the Father Mulcahy from MASH kind of characters yeah, yeah. who are good and honest and caring about no matter, you know, no matter who they're talking to, if it's another Catholic or an atheist or a Jew or whatever, that they actually care. And that's why they got into the priesthood in the first place. Those are good and fine people. They believe in malarkey, but those are good and fine people who do dedicate their lives to in improving the life of people around them. The people who get higher up, it's... It's politics. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I, my last comment about the new Pope. For now. Is if you don't like even when I post a non-offensive comment <laughs> about the Pope, such as didn't have that one picked, I figured with as quickly as this decision was made, we'd have another European Pope. South American Jesuit. Interesting choice. I had two people message me telling me how offensive that is. I would put it to the Skeptic Wire listeners. Is this offensive? If so, tell me where, because I'm completely missing it. Well, like, I'll, you have to remember that being non-believers, we are always offensive and strident and uncompromising. And militant. And militant, yeah. Yes. So, eh. So... So much for our short segment on the Pope. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things where any time any of these antiquated leaders, whether it's the latest mullah or some you know, rabbi with a lot of power in Israel or something, they, they come to power and... They, they intrude on everybody's business. Yes, and it pisses <laughs> a secularist off that so much is invested in these institutions, in these people, in these... Beliefs that have no proof in the real world. Yeah. Meh. Meh. Nah. Get off our lawn. <laughs> Speaking of getting off our lawn. Oh. Government. Government. Exactly. Here in Texas, not only are we getting a new ARC exhibit, but we're, we have the opportunity to have some new laws on the book. Well, the this books. summer is our legislature's goes in session, which, if you don't know anything about Texas politics, let me explain this to you. Why would you? Our legislature meets once every two years, and our constitution is so narrowly written and so concrete of, an, of a, a document that the only way to make changes is to actually amend the constitution. 
So these are laws and amendments that are going to be going into possibly our Constitution this summer. So. Yeah. Joy. So the first one we have, uh, you want to cover this one, Greg? Sure. It's sexy. It is. Wow. <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about, it's it's kind of been around for a couple weeks because I know I mentioned in passing is one of the lightning round topics from the, a week or two ago. Uh, but essentially, it's Senate Bill 521. For all intents and purposes, really what it does is the Texas Republican lawmakers, I don't know who introduced this bill, but it's supported by a lot of Republican lawmakers, of are, course it is. are trying to say that um, sex education classes in all of Texas classrooms cannot use any materials in their education that are provided by any organization that is affiliated with an abortion provider. For all intents and purposes, this is another We Hate Planned Parenthood bill. Yeah. Yep. So the idea is that if... Short-sighted and stupid. If any, any organization provides abortions or is affiliated with an abortion provider... Any books, pamphlets, materials, videos, whatever, no matter what they contain. Even if they contain the correct message of abstinence only? I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, because uh, people will look at the little copyright at the bottom and they'll say Planned Parenthood, and then people will go to Planned Parenthood and find out what they're all about. Right. Which scares the bejesus out of these people. Essentially, the people who are for this bill, it's not necessarily just lawmakers, but it is some of them, but especially the people who've come to testify for it, will essentially say, oh, well, these are just, uh, these are courses where they're trying to teach kids to have radical sex, like anal sex or bestiality or stuff like that. They use really grandiose claims, but they also talk about the idea that they're trying to indoctrinate kids to have more progressive or free sex so that the kids will get pregnant and then go to Planned Parenthood or similar organizations to get abortions so that Planned Parenthood can make money off that. Yeah. That is the rabbit hole that these people are t- trying to take us down. <laughs> And you've got uh, it. It looks like a lot of uh, there. There's a lot of information on places like the Texas Freedom Network about the hearings that have been involved in um, this bill, where you get the yahoos, like I said, who are saying, "Oh, it's all going to be about trying to get kids pregnant so you can get more abortions." Um, and then when someone comes out to say, you know, this, the other aspects of this bill, which are things like. No matter what the content of a sex education class is, all kids must get written permission to be in the class, and all materials must be written, approved by all the parents, mm-hmm. and all these onerous um, yeah. uh, uh, hoops. requirements, hoops and, and whatever to jump through. That is gonna, yes, that are going to make especially low-income districts problematic for them to do any sex education at all in the first place, let alone abstinence only, let alone actual good scientific Well, you know, like education. one Republican senator said, we don't need sex education because we've been procreating for thousands of years without any problem whatsoever. Right, so the kids will just figure it out. Yeah. And the problem is, that's the problem. <laughs> that's kids just figure it out without knowing, oh, you know what? Right. 
if you do this, you might get the preggers. Yeah. You might get the chiggers. You might get the AIDS. You know, all that kind of stuff that can be a problem in your genital area. I didn't know that chiggers were an STD. <laughs> it's the first thing I could think of. No, I know that running, it running rhymes through... with preggers, so I went that way. No wonder you have such problems <laughs> writing your songs. Preggers and chiggers aren't quite Wait, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to go what rhymes with chiggers. <laughs> exactly. Bigger. <laughs> yes. So it's not about big penises. It's not about you know how to have graphic sex. Right. All these classes are all about how to have safe sex, how to not get pregnant, how to not get infected, well, right. and it's... also how to be in a situation where you are not being abused. Yeah. Especially okay. with the younger kids. Here's my question, though. Isn't it pretty much, I don't know, law with the Texas State Board of Education that the only type of sex ed that you can teach in a classroom is abstinence only? I don't know. That That is the line. Um, I think that... So most that's, of that, the... that's the official line, but I think individual school districts can choose. They're allowed to do supplemental materials, yeah. but there's already such, there's always law, already laws on the books that require parental approval for a kid to be involved in sex ed. This is kind of redundant and onerous and anti-Planned Parenthood just to be anti-Planned Parenthood. But that's, that's what Texas is good about, is redundant and onerous. Yes. So it, it so well, it's it sucks that this is involved, but there are some laws on the books that are. But we trying... really don't know if it sucks because we haven't had the proper sex education. Yes, true. <laughs> so there, there, some of these laws would be onerous and repetitive, and take and and add course hours and, and add budget and all that kind of stuff. Um... But there are other laws on the books where we want more classroom time. And more restrictions, oh, but some say, people are trying to reduce that. Say yeah. the concealed carry classes? I yeah. was trying to get to that. Well, you got to it. <laughs> oh, well, okay then. That was a nice segue. Yeah, because <laughs> one of the other bills here in Texas... As I stare angrily at him. <laughs> so one of the other bills here in Texas is to reduce the amount of classroom time for the concealed carry class yeah. as part of getting your... License. Yeah, a license to carry a concealed handgun is being reduced. It's on the books to be reduced from 10 hours of classroom time to four and waive the proficiency requirement. But this is this is also it's not on the books yet. No, no, no. It's proposed. It's proposed. It's proposed. But this is what I like. So in the original one, it says at least 10 hours and not more than 15 hours. So you're not allowed to have more than 15 hours of training. Which <laughs> anyway, for your concealed, yeah. But, I mean, this is these are people that are are going to go out with an item whose sole purpose is to cause bodily harm. I mean that that's all the gun yeah. is really for. We've had well, we haven't had this discussion. I'm sure everybody's had this discussion. You've had heard someone say that all the hours that we put kids through in high school to teach them about how to use a car, yeah. which is just as deadly, or shop class, <laughs> yes, and. Basically, the whole reason why this law is being introduced by uh, State Representative Dan Flynn, Republican. Flynn. Shock. Yes. Is because 
I'm guessing of a certain president getting reelected and all the kind of baggage involved yeah. with that, a lot more Texans are applying to get those concealed carry permits, which I'm surprised they don't have already if they're such big gun nuts, but <laughs> gun aficionados, let me put it that way. If they're so big into guns, why don't they already have their concealed permit in the first place? Well, but there's this big rush on them, so there's a big backlog. So Flynn says, well, the obvious solution to that is make people have to take less training for a deadly weapon. Yeah. Right. And here's my favorite quote. A lot of people who want to get their license, they have to take a day off from work, or they have to take a whole Saturday to go and do this. A that whole one. fucking oh, Saturday. That one, yeah. Okay. I believe in the Second Amendment. I own several weapons. I, I'm the first one to admit it. Voting I, accident, I, la la la. I've, I have no problem with the Second Amendment either. In fact, I don't even have a problem with with concealed carry. Carry, but I expect that the people who have concealed carry know oh. fuck how to use their, their weapon. Exactly. You know, know that it's on safety. Know that it's not chambered. I am <laughs> probably one of the biggest gun safety advocates. Also, if you have a gun, I believe that you should have to qualify, yes. not just at the time. That you get your concealed carry. You should have to qualify, you know, on a yearly basis. Agreed. That shows that you are proficient at it. You understand the laws, places and, that you can't take it. Like, oh, say, a bar where you're going to be drinking. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was one on the books a couple of years ago. I'm still <laughs> pissed about that one. Well, and, and they, one of the uh, WFAA who broke the story... Uh, interviewed a guy who gives lessons, and he says he spends four hours just on the laws. Right, the lawful use of deadly force. Yeah. Right, which is not just the single law. We all know if someone breaks in your house, you can shoot them. Yeah, castle doctrine. There's a lot of gray area. you got to teach it. Yeah, and if you shoot them outside, you have to drag them in. I mean, but... But that, but that's in your house. The concealed carry isn't in your. I mean, I can carry my gun around my house, right? I yes. don't have to conceal it because it's my house. But once I go out the front door, the gun, you know, I you need a license for it, or yeah. it needs to be in, you know, unloaded and put in the box and the whole thing. People need to know this stuff, and you need to teach them. And four hours is hardly anything. Ten hours is barely anything. The the whole idea of that. Um, instructor, I think his name was Paul Bond or something. I think he's Dallas Fort yeah, Worth Paul area. Bain, yeah. um, him saying that at least four hours just on the law, well, it, it shows just how grossly misunderstanding this representative Flynn is of the whole situation. Because mm-hmm. what my favorite quote in these articles was his reasoning for thinking that he can cut so much time out of education is you spend a lot of time taking breaks. You spend a lot, a lot of time just hearing stories, as if people are taking this ten-hour course includes six hours worth of breaks. Yeah. That's insane. And stories is what people remember. I mean, as much as we skeptics like to talk about data and hard data, and you should remember them with the facts and figures. Right. Stories about someone trying to clean their gun and accidentally shooting their daughter, which has happened. Yeah. 
Well, there's means that you remember that you are you need to be safe about your gun. You need to lock it away because you can't let the kids get to it. You need to make sure that you are not accidentally shooting someone in a Walmart because you're trying to show someone your gun or something. Yeah, and that's not a penis reference, right? And of course, if you just YouTube uh, "gun goes off" accidentally, well, you got to safe search that one. Yeah, no, no, okay. All but, I'm saying is, is that this proposal does not make Texas safer. No, it makes no one safer. It makes it a right. far more dangerous place. And fortunately, it hasn't passed. If yet. the federal government and the Texas government would spend more money going into background checks and making sure that the loopholes in gun shows and private sales were closed, that would make some of this easier to digest. There are some proposal proposed laws going into the Texas legislature about closing the gun gun show loopholes and stuff like that. So there's some progress as well. Yeah. But we'll Not we'll enough. see what yeah. happens. Um, and I just want to close this on. There's a county in Georgia, or sorry, there's a city in Georgia called Kennesaw, Kennesaw, Georgia, and they appear to have passed in the last couple of years a everybody has to own a gun law. But, yeah, it's mandatory well, unless unless you have ethical objections. Hold on. <laughs> Kennesaw passed that law in 1982. The town that you're talking about is Nelson. Well, yeah. no, no. No, no, I'm actually talking about Kennesaw. Okay. Nelson wants to. Yes. But they're basing it on Kennesaw so, uh, as being so safe. Okay. So I did a little research today. Ooh, um, research for us. Cool. Yeah, what you got? We don't uh, do that very often so lately. I went to there's a there's a website called neighborhoodscout.com, and it's basically a place you can go to look up a city that you want to move to and see what the statistics are on crime, uh, how many people live there, what the what the average. Uh, price costs and stuff like that, right? And they get all of their data from uh, FBI and uh, citydata.org or something like that. So it's sort of a conglomerate. But they also have a rating of the safest places. Uh, And it's it's a pretty cool site because you can see instantly how many uh, crimes and what types of crimes were committed. And then they also give a percentage on how likely you are based on those uh, of how you are. So so the higher the crime index on their site means the safer it is. Okay. Okay. So the lower it is, the worse. So uh, Kennesaw currently, this is the gold standard where it's supposed to be so safe. Because everybody has guns. Because everybody has guns. Uh, it has 30,000 people. It's about 29 miles away from Atlanta, Georgia. So I thought, okay, well... I'll do a search on the 100 safest cities and see if Kennesaw shows up in the 100 safest cities for either 2012 or 2013, which would actually be 11 and 12, 2011, 2012. And funny enough, it doesn't doesn't show up. Huh. I thought to myself, okay, well, I will look at the cities in Georgia that are the safest for the last two years, and we'll compare it to Kennesaw. Now, uh, so I have three. Uh, three three cities in Georgia that are on the hundred safe list. Right? Okay. Uh, one is Peachtree City, Peachtree City. One is Milton, and one is John Creek. Okay. 
Now, Peachtree City and Milton and John Creek, all three of them are within 30 miles of Atlanta. So it's ah. about the same space. Peachtree City and Milton uh, are slightly larger with 34,000 and 33,000 people, respectively. And John Creek has 79,000 people. Lots more, lots so more potential about, for interpersonal conflict. Exactly. The crime indexes on these are a lot higher than Kennesaw. How uh, much higher? <laughs> Peachtree is 69. Yay! Milton is 76, Ooh. so it's even safer. And it's it's the same size as Peachtree. And John Creek, the largest city, is a whopping 85. Very nice. Yeah. So... So what is this Kennesaw? What is its rating? Uh, 35. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not... Now, they've had a growth spurt in the last couple of years. So they, they've recently... And usually growth spurt means that you have a lot of people come in that you don't know and things. But this is supposed to be the gold standard that a lot of the uh, pro-gun, everybody needs a gun. But it's not it's not safer. Uh and so, it, it's just it's just a, it, astonishing to me that people don't really do the do, do the research on this. Uh, these places don't have, as far as I could find, don't have a law in place that require you to have a gun, but they're safer. So statistically speaking, Kennesaw is no more safer than any place else. The guns aren't helping. Yes, it sounds like a good idea. Everybody's got a gun in their house. <laughs> but the fact is, it makes no freaking difference. Because most crimes, most crimes, most, most crimes... Why are you rhyming it with my last name, you bastard? <laughs> no. Most, most crimes, if people are going to rob a house, it's not, gonna be at, it's not going to be at night when you're at home. It's going to be during the day when you're supposed to be away. The people who are going to come in when you're there are going to be loaded. And they're going to be expecting you to fire at them. So it's not going to deter them at all. Right. Probably. Plus, if you add to that the idea that all the other crimes that aren't premeditated are kind of passion of the moment. Yeah. And you're more likely to kill someone with a gun than the handy kitchen knife. I yeah. mean, kitchen knife is still bad. Right. But and that, that gun was... is more likely to murder. Yeah, murder or even suicide, which I couldn't find any statistics on the suicide. Uh, but if a gun makes it a hell of a lot easier... Now, a person trying to who wants to commit suicide will figure out a way, and that's one of the arguments that the people, oh, people are going to figure out a way to commit suicide regardless of it's not. Yes, but a gun makes it a hell of a lot easier. And I'm faster. honestly not worried about suicide people. They, well, they, they're you not likely to hurt somebody else. Uh, murder, uh, murder, suicides. Okay, that's true. <laughs> they're less likely. But, but, the, but okay. But until you've been affected by something like that, you know, it, it can't affect you because well, somebody. Well, I, I have been affected okay. by suicide, but okay. So, but it was it, you know he affected himself, which affected me psychologically, yeah. but did not cause me physical damage. Okay, but that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> okay, that's one. <laughs> that's that's my whole point. Okay. People can get past psychological damage. They can get help. Yeah, if they're dead, yeah. they're dead. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. So, regardless, the point is, forcing people to have guns is is a bad idea. 
And if people want to have guns, they should know how to use yes. them with a and minimum that's, that's standard. That's all we're saying. Again, know how to use it. Like just like know how to drive your car. Yeah. You know how to drive your motorcycle. How many people get hurt because they jump on the motorcycle thinking it'll be like, oh, I know how to do this, and then run into a fence. Not that it's ever happened to me. Hell, I think there should be laws requiring a minimum standard of education in the guitar before you're allowed to perform it in public. (laughs) I would say karaoke, but... (laughs) That too, yeah! But uh, unlike you, Greg, I can drink that away. Uh (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that brings us to the lightning round. Lightning round. The lightning round. Yes, Yay. where we are given ninety seconds to answer fill in the blank type questions from fill in the headline type questions from Greg. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I try to actually make it difficult. Mostly. <laughs> Gary, you won last week. I won! Mwahaha! So we're going to make you go first okay. so that Donna can catch up and beat you. Sure. Okay, wait, you wait. You got your... No. <laughs> Timer's ready? Timer's ready! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to answer all the things. Oh, God. The timer will begin as soon as I complete your first question. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> we're doomed. Sarah Palin has a new book coming out that su- that emphasizes the religious importance of blank. Jesus Christ! War on Christmas. 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 Oh. Uh, an analysis of a rock sample collected by NASA's Curiosity rover shows that ancient Mars could have blank. Uh, supported life. Yes. Uh, Iranian cultural officials are discussing how to sue the makers of blank because <laughs> of its allegedly unrealistic portrayal of the country. Argo. Not Fargo. Argo. A new study published in Science of Global Temperatures over the last 11,000 years shows that an unprecedented change in the blank in the last 100 years. Is temperature. Temperature rate. Yes. Uh, before the election of a new pope, a Catholic woman from several countries gathered in Rome to protest against the continued exclusion of women from the priesthood by doing blank. Uh, I think they were naked. Topless. Nope, they lit flares that had pink smoke. Oh, pink smoke! Damn it. On March 12th, the European Parliament voted 368 to 159, approving a report on gender equality, but struck down a section that blank. Uh, Allowed them to marry. Would ban porn. Oh. (laughs) No, I totally misheard that question. A California woman is suing Walgreens, saying that they deceived their customers into the benefits of blank. Homeopathic medicine. Vitamin E as a a dietary supplement. In early March, an Italian priest, Andrea Maggi, uh, burned a picture of Pope Ratzinger because he blank. Because he hates his sorry ass. Because the Pope (laughs) resigned and he didn't agree. He hates his sorry ass. I think that's an accurate portrayal. I only got three right, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Three right and five wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't even try. <laughs> you, 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 you tried. I tried. Failed abysmally, but yeah. you tried. Well, I was doing research. Okay. Just an lightning round. Okay, where did you go? Ready, Donna? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Oh, God. 
Last week, a federal judge ordered, ordered Salem Public Library in Missouri that they could not blank bo- they could not block blank on their computers. Uh, pagan websites. Porn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she was right. You weren't. Uh, U.S. surgeons a used a 3D printed polymer implant in an operation on March 4th to replace blank. Part of a skull. New studies published in the journal Nature Communications showed that capuchin monkeys are less likely to interact with human actors who engage in blank behavior. Uh, bullying behavior, uh, mean behavior. Selfish, jerky behavior. Close enough. LHC scientists presenting at conferences this week are announcing that the new particle that they found last summer is probably... Higgs boson. Yes, in... Um, Fast news? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a whole bunch of articles saying that. A study by professors at Georgia State University found that through pur- purposeful distortion or genuine ing- ignorance, hardcore criminals often use blank to justify their crimes. No idea. Religion? Religion. In yeah, Libya, approximately 400 people have you, been so. <laughs> a po- ho- hospitalized and over 50 have died due to blank in Libya. Cholera. Bubonic plague. Homemade alcohol. A study from researchers at BYU found that runners have a higher risk of in- injury if they transition too quickly to blank. From uh, naked running. Yeah, the the toe <laughs> the toe, toe shoes. Vibram, yeah. Yeah, stop helping Gary. A I re- helped him. A report by the Ocean Conser- Conservation Group Oceana found that red snapper found in stores and restaurants. Nationwide is often not red snapper. It's I, some other thing. It's some other fish. All sorts of other fish. Yes. Well, I with guess. a little help from Gary, you got hey. s- a little, a little, not a lot. I helped him. Yeah. You got six right. Hey, she helped and me with two wrong. One. <laughs> that means that Donna Swafford is the queen of tonight's podcast. Yay! Do you, uh, there, we do have some questions left, not a lot, but if one of you would like to quiz me, we can do that, or we can just get the fuck out of here. We can give Greg a shot for getting 100%. Okay, timer will start when I am done with the first It'll question. It'll start whenever I damn well feel like it's going to start. <laughs> okay. A new study by the Washington University School of Medicine researchers found that bonding bee venom with melaton-infused nanoparticles destroyed... The HIV virus. DNA analysis of a recently deceased South Carolina man found that blank is tens of thousands of years older than previous thought. Uh, the last common male ancestor of all yes. humans. San Juan, Puerto Rico police officer Alvin Marrero Mendez has sued his superior officers after he allegedly, after they allegedly reassigned him to washing cars and relaying messages because he did not participate in mandatory Christian prayers. A new study from the University of Westminster published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior showed that men's attitude towards women influenced their... Preferences for breast size. Ideal breast size, but I'll give it to you. Really? Newcastle University researchers have found that bees have more enhanced recall and are more effective pollinators when they drink nectar that contains... Caffeine, 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 caffeine! A new study by the University of Rochester Medical Center researchers that repeated non-concussion brain impacts can lead to more damage because of... An immune response. 
A new coronavirus originating in the Middle East has CDC officials worried because one of the people who died from it has never been to the Middle East, so now it's human transmissible. It apparently likes corona. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Seven no incorrect answers. What does this mean? It means absolutely nothing because I wrote the damn questions. (laughs) Well, okay then. Well, congratulations, Greg, on answering the questions you wrote. Exactly. (laughs) That's more for the listeners to hear more of the news of the week and, and just hear about how awesome my voice is. Nothing. Not even, you know, not even making fun of me and no. Just silence on that? Yeah, I was I was thinking of thinking of your voice and then realizing that whenever I edit it, I really just hate it. <laughs> well, you, hate, you hate all three of our yes, voices. That Let's is put true. it that way. Yeah, I'm not I'm not singling singling you out there. Yes. <laughs> so when you edit, you hate us all. Yes. Especially Thanks. myself. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. I figured you hated me most of all. I don't know why. No, everyone has their their particular quirk of which annoys me. <laughs> Probably mine is the cough lately. Yeah, the, the cough. The cough's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I have to go see a doctor again. So. Ooh, ooh, what's mine? What's mine? Uh, the words. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I have the same problem with me. Okay, I, <laughs> Gary. I, I, I remember... All you said is that you've turned into a grumpy cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember your your. What you said about yourself was that you always start topics by going, so! Yeah. (laughs) I do that, and then also, often right before I laugh, I'll have like this wheezy. (laughs) So like this, this is like this. Pre-laugh? Yeah. It's a a, warm-up? Like a a, a train, one of those old uh, choo-choo trains. Yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. precisely. Okay. I gotcha. (laughs) <laughs> well, now we are more aware of our issues that we have tried to work over in this last two years that we've been doing this show. We will continue to improve, we, but we are now aware of our problems and we can improve. Just like at the beginning of the podcast, we became aware of multiple sclerosis. What a nice, tidy wrap-up. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. So thank you for joining us this week. If you if you like the show, leave feedback on iTunes or wherever you're downloading this, unless you're downloading it directly, in which case you really can't leave feedback. But you can give us an email or like us on Facebook or, or Twitter. Or you can leave a comment on our blog and in the show notes. Indeed. We're more than happy to hear feedback and comments and questions and things you'd like us to talk about. Post stories to our Facebook page. The whole thing. We love you. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Right. And so the new pope would 
is a harbinger of <laughs> is a harbinger of Callie. Callie. I think Callie is trying to express her opinion about the new. I pope. think so. She wants to bury him. Um, <laughs> but so, so the new pope is going, to which is essentially. <laughs> it, Try it again. Sorry, it boi- <laughs> No need to apologize. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just afraid of saying something now because yeah. then one of you is going to interrupt to try to be funny and make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I was totally going to go for it. I'm not going to do that. Go ahead. But I'm afraid. Maybe. I know. <laughs> 